Hard stop at 10. Recording in progress. Welcome back, everybody, to Talk to the Now podcast. Jason, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, sir. Just uh, enjoying life, living the dream, man. No, you're not. Now, here's the deal. How's work? Oh, work is fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Jim Dandy to the rescue. Mm -hmm. Now, now to business. Now to business. Um, This is going to be a short and sweet podcast because of technical difficulties. Um, But that's inside baseball, so we're not going to go into that. Uh, Jason, let's talk about something of a more uh, semi-serious tone. How about that? Unless you feel like doing something not semi-serious tone. Serious, okay. Let's talk about spirituality. All right. All right, Gene. And normally Jason and I talk about whatever, whoever, whatever, why ever. But um, I want to talk a little bit about spirituality. Because I don't really, we don't really uh, explore this topic very often, uh, you and I. Uh, I usually save these for the uh, theology podcast that I do, and I, you know, delve into all types of stuff of Christianity. Jason um, claims to be a Christian, right? Yes, yes. No? Okay, yes. And I do as well. Um, and I think that there's, I mean, we could go for three hours and explore topics, but <laughs> it just so happens that Zoom doesn't allow you to go longer than 40 minutes these days. And um huh. We're approaching the 10 o'clock hour and I want to spend time with my wife. However, we will try to get um, some meat and potatoes in uh, with this one a little bit. And so we're, we're just going to take this anywhere it goes, if that makes sense. I'm just going to, we're not going to talk about, unless it goes that way, um, something specific like, oh, I don't know, um, church life. But what I want to do is, how about we talk about this? directly related to you and i and what we talk about on talk of the now podcast can i say talk a few thousand more times what um we talk a lot about things that are not spiritual things that are not um of a spiritual nature if you will per se um for instance um the last uh episode that i posted episode 54 by the way was about the who and um pink floyd the bands now which was a great episode by the way i enjoyed it i enjoyed it um how do how you say uh thoroughly thoroughly yes and now um when it comes to talking about things we'll call secular for those that don't may not understand secular non-christian non-spiritual if you will um things that a satanist could just as well enjoy or an atheist or a buddhist whoever that's not a christian they could just as well enjoy the who or um pink floyd and you know it's in many ways not um relative or specific to christianity um so when it comes to those things, the pleasures of life, if you will, the simple pleasures of life, music, uh, watching a movie like Top Gun or 
um, Lord of the Rings or, you know, enjoying a nice sunset. How do we, how do you, I guess, compartmentalize that in a way that distinguishes yourself as a Christian? Does that make sense? Phew. Ah, let's see. For, for instance, voice. let me let me say it this way: like, uh, pretend I'm a Buddhist, and I'm like, I like Pink Floyd, I like the Who, I like a nice sunset, I like Top Gun. What makes you any different from me? Hmm. Well, you know the the Sunday school answer would be that you know God could use a rock if He wanted to to cry out and glory to Him. Um, right. You know what I mean? Um, so you can find him in anything because he created everything. Um, and uh, to me, it harkens back to the origins of like, take music, for instance. Um, we can say rock came from the blues, right? The blues was largely influenced by spiritual songs. Um, mm. So thus a melody can invoke emotion. Now I know emotion and, 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 you know, relationship with God are, you know, obviously two different things, but it can evoke emotion. And I think those emotions and the fact that I know that he created all things uh, combine to show me God in even the simplest of secular items, like a song or a sunset. I mean, good grief. Right. You know, how, how does that, how does the sun know? How, do, how does the earth know to move around the sun? You know, what set that in motion? You know, there's, there had to be a beginning of that. It's not, it doesn't just happen randomly. I mean, there are mm -hmm. some people that believe that, but I just, there's, there's no way that some of the stuff that we know in nature happens randomly. Right. Um, so I think the intelligent design behind all of it, I think the layers of intelligent design in music, which is largely mathematic um, in its bare core, you know, rhythms and beats and stuff like that. Um, you know, that doesn't work without something that God set in motion to start with mm. um, and controls everything, obviously. But to, if you're talking to somebody who's not, you know, believe it, you know, God set that in motion, sets that process in motion, that motion happens. Um, now, God causes it to happen and God keeps it happening. But for, for you know, argument's sake, that's the, the way I look at it is just the very fact that notes go together in a song the fact that, you know, I can hear a melody in a worship song, albeit a hymn or a praise song, and it reminds me of a secular song and vice versa. Think about that. Like how many, I've been, I've been sitting in a church service and I've heard a, a worship song. And I'm like, huh, that sounds a lot like this. And then you listen to them and like, they're very similar. Hmm. Why is that? Solomon said it, right? There's nothing new under the sun. And I think that counts for, for that as well. I mean, I know it's kind of a, kind of a roundabout political answer, but 
you know, I could, I could say how many times, you know, I've gone to a mountains, like say when the first time I saw the Rocky mountains, it was, that was definitely a spiritual experience. That was, wow, God, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm small next to this and I love it. And yet I'm more important than that mountain is, you know, to you. And that's the, that, that part, to, that's the humbling part, you know, that you can see this massive mountain that you could fall off of and die or you could get stranded on and die from exposure. It could kill you. And yet you're more important than it. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's, I don't know if that's really answering it, but it's kind of what I think of in those situations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Um, and <clears throat> that is something that, um, when I asked the question, I didn't necessarily have that in mind, but I think that that's a, a profound thing to think about. Um, that um you know a lot of people might say why would a god care about little bitty humans when we we are truly little bitty when it comes to the size of the earth and when it comes to the size of the universe i mean we are but ants on a hill for the most part um and yet uh god has given us a um an intelligence and to our knowledge our intelligence we we don't know of anything that's remotely close to our intellectual ability insofar as creation, whatever, anybody, whatever anybody else wants to call it, they want to call it just evolution. Um, that's their thing. You know, um, the, we're, we're as smart as they get, you know, we don't know of anything that's smarter than the av- than a human being. And at, and at the right. very least, you've got to go millions, if not billions of miles away before you can even remotely get to something close that you think might be there. <laughs> uh, you know, as some people theorize, there could be intelligent life, you know, billions of light years away. Um, right. But think, but think about that in and of itself. You, you, you don't even know if billions of light years away, there's something smarter or as smart as us. Matter of fact, the human being, I'm pretty sure monkeys come in second, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, whatever the, um, uh, technical term is for orangutans, monkeys. They pretty much come in second on the intellectual level of animals. primates. Prim- yeah. Thank you, primates. And I'm pretty sure they are. They're not even close to like a three year old. <laughs> right, and and the the other part of that that's kind of interesting is that people say this that they're only like one or two things in the DNA away from a human, and I'm like. You know what that's called? That's called the God gene. Gene. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's intelligent design and everything for a reason, you know, and, and right. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting because we don't even know if billions of light years away exists. We right. only right. The- theorize about all of it, you know, right. that's, that's the other thing. Like we, but even within our we, sphere, we haven't discovered anything. Right. right. Yeah. Anything yeah, within our, the Hubble telescopes <laughs> sight yeah they haven't seen anything that could come close that they know of yeah and at the very least i guess they think there's like there might be some bacteria on certain moons of certain <laughs> planets you know right and you know they call that life well yeah it's life but it's not a soul <laughs> you know human being that's the difference human beings have a consciousness a soul right if you will or a consciousness whichever one you want to call it i think they're both one and the same I don't think you can have a consciousness without a soul. 
Um, I know people say, you know, what's the Latin term? Cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I exist. Um, right. But, well, you, that you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I was about to say. No. The, simple, yeah. the simplest of it is, humans. I think, therefore, I am. There's no mm -hmm. monkey that does that. There's no dog that does that. No, they just are. Right. You know, they they just exist. They're they're, for lack of a better term, you know, you know, if there are any animal lovers on our, on our podcast here i mean i'm an animal lover too but i understand they're biological machines yes we love animals they're biological machines though you know they mm -hmm. don't have souls you can say what you know the, the closest thing we get to um what do you want to call it um i can't think of the word something loves you no matter what um mm -hmm. you know is a dog honestly you know um, but ultimately it knows where it's fed, you know, it knows what, you know, it's, it's creature of habit. Right. So we, we theorize in our minds that that's why it does it, but it's not, it's because he knows it's, you know, he knows right. that that's where the food comes from. That's what he's doing. That person takes care of him. He knows, but God designed that God designed mm -hmm. that for a reason to show us unconditional love. There's a word, you know, to show us an example as close as we can of that, you know? Here's and, something. No, good. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're done. Go I was going to say that uh, something that kind of blows my mind is to think that, okay, so we've established that humans are the only people that can think for themselves, that right. we have intellectual thought. I can do two plus two equals four. Um, you can decide to place that flower behind you right now. That's there. You decided to put that. Now, a monkey could decide to do that as well, but it'd be, it'd be pretty arbitrary, I guess. Um, right. You can actually write a paragraph for me on. Now, there is only one other being, if you will, in this entire universe that we are aware of that has that ability that's not human. So that basically means there's two of us. Well, I suppose there's more, but, and that would be God. Yep. And, and God is a much more... <laughs> To, I mean, to say it, to, to understate it, God is certainly more intelligent than we are. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I assume that, you know, angels and demons can, you know, think for themselves and all that sort of thing too. But um, yeah. I don't you know. know it, I don't know either. Um, but they, know, but they I, are rational beings as far as I know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't really some, know. I don't, it, that's yeah. a mystery. <laughs> And God is a mystery too, by the way, for those that uh, aren't aware. And God likes to be a mystery to us. He's He has revealed what he wants to reveal to us through his word, the Bible. And yet there are many things about God that we don't know and are not meant to know and cannot know. Right. 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 Okay. Well, wow. back to... Uh, huh? Swimming in the deep end tonight. Yeah. We're bringing it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, back to our... our or more simpler first question that we had though, because we mentioned Pink Floyd. I think that's a good question right there, just for individual spirituality. Um, talked about, okay, um, David Gilmore, Roger Waters, perfect examples. Both of them, as far as I know, claim to be atheist. Um, at the very least, maybe deist or something like that, or just think that there might be a higher power. Um, how do we justify as Christians 
you know, whether, I mean, not that we have to justify ourselves to anybody. Um, God is our judge, right? But um, how do we justify listening and enjoying these two men that created non-spiritual for, for all intents and purposes might even say ungodly work. I mean, maybe going back to what I said, God still created it. Mm. Honestly. I mean, yes, he created some stuff that we were told, you know, not to deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. And yet we still, we still have interactions with it. And are they not as much a sinner as we are? You know, so if I were to create a work, you know, I mean, I'd be just the same amount of sinner as, as David Gilmore and Roger Waters. Right. Um, you know, the fact that I'm a believer, yes, that is, that is the uh, distinguishing thing. Right. In God's eyes, you are a spiritual, um, right. Because but of I'm Jesus. also right. Exactly. And that's the only thing that, that differentiates. Mm-hmm. But music is, notes on a page you know um Mm -hmm. you know is it you know you could you could relate it i mean there's a a similar argument for bands that are supposedly christian but aren't on christian labels you know those kind of things you know there's it's there's a lot of a lot of pieces to that and i i think i've always enjoyed secular music obviously um and there is some that obviously you know we stay away from for the most part because you can tell it's so overtly right ungodly. Now, again, those people are no worse a sinner than I am. You know, even though they're sitting there shouting out, you know, things against God. And yet, but but I look at it this way, I do that same thing every day, you know, in just my life and sinning, you know, that's still against God. So mm-hmm. now, I mean, it doesn't mean I sit there and I listen to Marilyn Manson or I sit there and I listen to, you know, whatever other group you want to pull out, you know? Um, I think in my opinion, I guess you make a great point, but I guess in my opinion, because I say this in light of maybe there's a um, young Christian out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a legalistic Christian out there that is trying to distinguish themselves themselves, you know, and trying to figure out, um, the way I look at it personally, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong. I mean, I could die and go to heaven one day and God will tell me, no, you were not doing that right. But <laughs> the way that I look at it, we'll, we'll take, we'll use, continue with Pink Floyd example. Um, yeah. Um, the Dark Side of the Moon album. Just yep. take any of the songs on it. Um, now, art is different than craft in a lot of ways or um, uh, production, so to speak. Like, for instance, um, I've got a toilet that's in my bathroom right now that that's very useful and um or a sink you know now both of those could have been manufactured by an overt satanist you know but here i am enjoying it you know because it was really well built (laughs) you know or i've got i've got a schwinn bicycle that i bought back in college and the schwinn company for all i know could have been ardent um anti-god um atheist but I really do enjoy it. It functions like it should function. The, the, the spokes go like they should go. The, it goes down the road like it should go. I like the way the feel of the tires are and the seat and all that good stuff. And the way that I look at it is like with some of 
with when it comes to art and craft like music for example yeah. or a movie um that's where i guess uh discernment comes in and yeah like the um the song money for instance love that song the money from pink floyd um when i look at a song like that i look at it in a lot of ways as somebody that maybe um built a nice cabinet you know or, or built a nice you know they they it's got all the nice hardware on it the song has all the nice you know it was sanded right if you will it was um mm -hmm. the the finishing touches on it were done perfectly as you could do for that sort of song right. <clears throat> now every no, nothing about that song necessarily comes across as anti-god so if there was a song that seemed to be anti-god now, now then i'm probably going into a an, an area where i probably need to use the discernment to say this song's not for me i don't really need to get into right this. Uh, and that's exactly you see what, what i'm saying? saying there are things that we avoid like i was saying like there are obvious ones that are like yeah i don't need to put that into my brain even though i don't believe it and i think i'm strong you know the more you listen to something you will be affected by it right um you know and i man, i just thought of marilyn manson because you know <laughs> it's one of the most evil i could think of right away but you know some of them could be right you know sneaky evil that you know we don't know like some you know pop stars today you know some of the productions they do on award shows you're like oh lord help that's obviously meant to look like something else that i shouldn't be you know you see little clips of stuff and you're like first off that's why i don't watch those award shows but two it's also why we stay away from those people because it's that frog and boiling water syndrome you know you turn it up slowly and you're going to boil to death. Um, and I think that happens a lot with younger people too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that can be influenced by things. You know, I can, I can see the musical value in a song, separate it from its intended, you know, agenda, we'll call it, because that's what it is. I mean, it's just not hide that word. It's an agenda. Right. Um, and, you know, whether that agenda is to make you think about how much you love somebody or whether it's to make you think about how bad the government is or whether you say whatever it is, you know, whatever the agenda is, there's two separate parts to that song. There's the agenda and then there's the musical value of it. And you have to weigh which one or which one outweighs the other to me. And, and to me, if if the agenda is really bad and goes against what the Bible says, then that outweighs the musical content for me. Right. Right. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty clear line. And that's the discernment I use. Mm -hmm. You know, if I know that, I mean, yes, I can hear, you know, maybe, maybe an artist I know that doesn't believe in God and maybe anti God, but the song's not right. You know, like, okay. Um, and then, you know, I don't have as much of a problem listening to that as I do something that's, you know, overtly, you know, something going against the Bible in its lyrics and its agenda, you know, and, and there can be a song that sounds evil in its music, but then when you listen to it, you're like, oh, that's not really what it's about. Um, or you were always taught to hate a band. I, mm. All right, for instance, for instance, now I'm not saying these guys are Christian by any means. So anybody listen to me, don't, don't even, don't even worry about that. Don't Iron go Maiden. there. I, Iron Maiden. When you think about Iron Maiden, you think about their marketing scheme. You think about their album covers. You think about their, their 
mascot Eddie the Head is what he's called, and all the different things. But no, again, these guys are not. I'm 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 assuming they're not believers. I'm I'm just saying, at least in their songs, they're not that way. But then they're listening to some of the songs, and I'm like, okay, like, let's take for instance, you know, songs like number of the beast we all think about that as oh they're worshiping satan no they actually if you listen to that song they're fighting against it like no mm. oh, okay and it's more theatrical rock than it is anything so you, we can have wrong ideas about stuff when we don't take a chance now I'm, again i'm not saying that it's worship music by any means but it might not be what you're thinking it might be meant to tell a story and the story is still good over evil which is god's epic god's the author of good over evil Right. So everything, everything gets its origin from God's story. So it's like, okay, why does somebody want good to triumph over evil? Because that, from the beginning of time, we were taught that, you know, that's, that's the right way to be. So again, that's a, an interesting, that's another example of something that's like sold in a package to look a certain way. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh, okay. Um, but and again, that's an that's that's an example of something that's very overtly kind of theatrical and comic book like. So it, it can lend itself that there are some there's some music gene that you know it if you really listen to it, you're like, oh, I really shouldn't be listening to that. No, you know, sure. When, when, and when it doesn't sound bad, and then when you sit there and listen to it for a minute and think about it, you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I shouldn't, and those are the ones that I shouldn't be putting in my head because those will get in, and and you know I, I'm pretty hard headed, so I, I'm I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, I mean I'm still vulnerable. It's just you just have to be on your guard, right? Like you said discerning. Yeah, and discernment's an interesting thing. I think that, um, and I'm mostly talking about this as general discussion um, for people to think about. Um, yeah, because yeah. I know that if somebody's you know, probably get plenty of non-believers are listening to this podcast that could care less about what we're talking about. Um, right. And you get people that are spiritual or Christians and, you know, maybe they struggle with this. And here's my yeah. thing. If you're not struggling with this, then maybe you have the wrong priorities in life. <laughs> if yeah, good point. If good you're point. not, if you're not struggling with, um, are the things that I'm watching, seeing, listening to, um, enveloping myself with, if they don't bother me or at least make me think about whether or not it's what we call edifying to God, then yeah. maybe, maybe you're not prioritizing things the way you should. It's true. And it's, and it's not a new thing either. I mean, that's been going on since the beginning of time, you mm -hmm. know, since man's drawn on a, on a piece of paper or written something down on a tablet, it's, yeah. there's always been that war for that, you know, for your heart basically in, in art well, and in society. So. I remember as a young Christian, I, I, I truly struggled with this stuff. Um, back when um, I first became a Christian as a teenager and my heart wanted to look at Bible verses and study the God's word and understand Christianity, I would do something like listen to a random Led Zeppelin song and just be like, am I in sin doing this right now? You know, it might, it might not be like that, you know, again, you, just as an example, something, or I'd watch a movie that right. might be PG 13 or R and be like, this is, I should not be watching this, you know, now, sometimes that is true. You shouldn't be watching it. Sometimes, um, 
you got to ask yourself, do you have the right filter on? Um, there's a there's a fine line, I guess, is what I'm saying between being in the world but not of the world, as the as the Bible says. Um, you know, you um, it's okay to go to a beach where girls are wearing bikinis. I don't know if it's okay to get a subscription to Playboy. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, as a Christian. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it also is a cultural thing too. I mean, you go to some countries and it's like, right, whoa, you know. But but it's you know, it's we we have a lot of cultural things invading our spiritual space too. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too is you're talking about filters, and I've always struggled with this: is like, okay, if I have to sit there and tell myself to put on filters, do I need to be watching it? Do mm-hmm. I need to be listening? You know, like that's that's the question. Like, okay, maybe it's the duck test. Looks like a duck, yeah. acts like a duck, walks like a duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, I, I, I admit I struggle with that. You know, I'm an artsy person enough. I've been a movie cinema fan my whole life, music fan my whole life. So it's like, it's hard to find wholesome things, you know? Um, and, you, well, and the other thing we had to remember is we're not going to find it in the world because the world's sinful. Um, but it doesn't mean you, you stop discerning. That's the key. Like you don't just say, okay, well, screw it. I'm just going to listen to everything. You know, you don't say that. You say, right. You know, what do I need to be doing right now? And that's why you got to be, that's that constant state of, of communication with God, that constant state of prayer too, is that's part of it is to keep you and your head, Mm -hmm. you know, focused on the right thing. And, and, and it's different answers for different people. That's the other thing. There's no standard. Um, you know, whereas I can look at something as a, as a work of art and, you know, not see anything wrong. There are some people that are genuinely disturbed by something. And I'd look at them like, why are you even disturbed by that? I don't even understand. Well, it's not, it's not for me to understand. It's for me to just understand that, you know, maybe they don't need to be here. Like, you know, saying, seeing a movie, you know, what movie I saw one time with a bunch of people in college, uh, midnight in the garden of good and evil, you know, about the very, um, shall we say gay underculture of savannah you know um and a murder that happened a real life story and um i was able to sit there and watch it and go okay i don't like this stuff but i'm gonna i want to see where this movie goes well they were like we got to walk out of this and so you know halfway through the movie we walked out i understood that day the whole don't cause my brother to stumble you know and i think that's what a lot of that is is you know it's not condemning of me to sit there and do it, but to sit there and watch it, but it, it's more rebuking me to go, you need to be watching out for those people around you who may be struggling with a different level. And they are struggling with something different than you are, you know, it's sin, but it's a different kind of sin. And so I think that's something we need to be aware of in, in community with whatever, with, with whoever we're in community with, especially with believers anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, God could use a rock if he wanted to, the rocks would cry out. Um, but it doesn't mean we sit there and rely on the rocks, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's like you said, it's a fine line, you know, do I, eh, so I think I discernment think is our theme. Yeah, I agree. I think discernment is honestly, especially these days, man. I mean, it, with everything going on in the world and different companies, you know, promoting different agendas that we know are going against the Bible and going against what we believe as Christians, we have to have discernment. And you think, is it worth it for me to pay $7 a month for that 
streaming service or for this, that, and the other, or for do to go to this place or to do, you know, watch that movie or something. Yeah. The, the movie itself may not seem bad, but like, Oh, wait a minute. What was that little undertone? Like it's sneaky. And right. You know, we've, we've allowed it to kind of come in there and, and take, take root. And um, you know, it, it's, it's like I say with anything, non-compliance is sometimes the best um, weapon we have. And as far as compliance goes, compliance with the world's, you know, view, we will be in, in the world, but not of it. Kind of, I think that's what it means. Like we're here, but we're going to, we're here to do something different and make a difference. And am, you know, am I doing that? Not as well as I should be ever. So, you know, I always need to be discerning. And right. I, I agree with you. I think, I think discernment is, is the, the, the key to all of that. Definitely. Well, Jason, I give us a B plus on this one. I think that uh, we explored it pretty hey, well. Hey, man, bees get degrees, man. <laughs> bees get <Yeah>. degrees. <laughs> bees don't. I made a few of those in my life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, made a few. Made a few. Just because you're um, a a spiritual Christian doesn't always mean that you're not a slacker. Oh no, I I I, <clears> could, <throat> I, I could make a T-shirt for myself. You know, slacker number however many. You know, it's just. It's the same thing you know we, we realize we're sinful just like everybody else <laughs> you know uh totally off subject but i thought of the um the principle in back to the future when you said slacker when i said slacker um yep. i think that that was one of the most um underused characters in that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> the principal uh that guy was a funny actor oh yeah anyway all right jason well i like that um i think yeah, that's uh, we might hit up on some more of that sometime because yeah, we, we don't we don't delve into the uh, the spiritual aspect of ourselves with our uh, dueling no, uh, podcast that we do. We should do that more often. I do that with some of the other people, but not uh, as right. much with you. So, all right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. And Jason, you have a good night, and uh, we'll see you later. You as well. <laughs>